वेलकम टू चाय पे खर्चा वेर वी हैव कॉन्वर्सेशन ऑन पर्सनल फाइनेंस अमंग फोर एन आर आई प्रोफेशनल्स वर्किंग एट टेक फॉर्म्स थिंक ऑफ दीज लाइक वाटर कूलर चैट्स यू हैव एट द ऑफिस ओनली दिस टाइम यू विल हैव ईशान माधवेश रोहित एंड सिद्धार्थ एस कलीग्स यू विल बी लिसनिंग इन टू बिफोर वी गेट स्टार्टेड अट क्विक डिस्कलेमर वी आर नॉट फाइनेंशियल एक्सपर्ट्स The content provided in this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Always consult with a qualified financial professional if you need financial advice. All right, hello everyone. Uh, welcome to yet another episode of Chai Pe Kharcha. today we have a very special episode because we have a special guest who's joining us would like to welcome aditi mittal uh, she is an investment advisor who focuses specifically on nris and expats uh, and she is currently associated with manulife financial advisors uh, out here in singapore welcome aditi very glad to have you hi rohit thank you so much and i'm really excited to talk to you and give you some insights on you know how nris can benefit from investments in singapore awesome really looking forward to it as usual we have our gang of siddharth madhvesh ishan is traveling so jealous of that but he will join us in the future episode but we have aditi we are really looking forward to learning from your experience and your uh, stories so let's just jump in so aditi you have been uh, in singapore for a while and you are a professional financial advisor i guess the one question that we often hear from people that we speak to is i don't know if i really need an advisor why can't i just do this on a, on my own so my first question to you would be how does an advisor actually help people and why is it more important for nris to engage with an advisor and then what are the differences between the different types of advisors that we have because we hear about financial advisors investment advisors mm-hmm. insurance advisors right so if you could throw some light on what an advisor does why we should an advisor and what are the different types of advisors that are out there yeah so rohit you rightly pointed out that you know people say that we don't need an advisor we can manage on our own and i have come across those objections i hear this daily from people and mm-hmm. see it depends financial advisor is like having a your own family doctor right mm-hmm. you may not need them at current point of of time in your life but mm-hmm. at some point in your life when you'll grow old you'll need somebody to manage your wealth right if mm-hmm. i simply define a financial advisor's job it is basically to help you manage your money more effectively okay mm-hmm. and they can help you see different scenarios which can be a blind spot for somebody like for instance like people don't realize you know how important insurance is in their portfolio and trust me i meet people who think term insurance is just money going into the drain so imagine like when you meet such people who have put 90% of their money in investments in equities but very less you know to the risk management so for those people you actually everybody requires that kind of a balancing act their their financial planning so don't look at it from the perspective of just investments or just insurance you need both 
you have to plan better maybe an, an a third party can give you those perspectives and kind of help you plan for the for these scenarios so this is what a should be a job of an advisor not many are doing that kind of work that is also true yeah. so yeah and to your question that you know there is always a mix of designation somebody say that i'm an investment advisor somebody is an insurance advisor so i'll just give you a very you know an overview of how it works in singapore so technically there is the the designation is is financial services consultant okay and now to practice as a financial advisor i need to take some mandatory exams mm-hmm. once i take those mandatory exam i am licensed by a monetary authority of singapore but till then i'm only able to practice in insurance with insurance solutions which is why i kind of position myself as an investment advisor so right. so so pe- so basically you can imagine if somebody has taken exams extra exams to go to that extent they are kind of uh, you know bent towards investment more than insurance now the insurance specialist i would say would be people who have who have been not just life insurance and health insurance i mean even i can do that term insurance is like a commodity right now but yeah. but there are uh, situations where insurance solutions can be very useful like legacy and estate planning where people who have really lot of money mm-hmm. they are not worried about wealth accumulation they are worried about wealth preservation right so for them insurance solutions a different kind of insurance solutions can help to risk fence so such people i would say would be more of an insurance specialist like who can oh. use same insurance solution in different scenarios yeah so i hope i hope it's clear now yeah. the you know designations and how they work yeah can i, can I jump in for yes yeah. sorry sorry to interrupt Aditi, so this is something that we had discussed in our last episode also, and it plays off what you mentioned just now. How do we? So this is a question. How do we identify a good investment advisor? Or let me phrase it another way: How do we identify an investment advisor that is suitable for us? Hmm. Is there a guideline? How do we? i also want to add a question to siddarth's uh, thing hmm. and when we also choose an advisor it's basically partnering with the advisor in terms of our investment journey and i feel like yeah. trust is an important component in that so can you also speak on that as you answer the questions okay so yeah for me see of course it's like finding a needle in a haystack okay hmm. because there are like 3000 plus consultants out there in singapore right what you need what a client should be also looking for is somebody so i feel see firstly money is a very psychological thing not everybody is investment savvy not everybody is okay with short term you know speculation and that some people are okay holding their money for long term some people are not so right. i think an advisor who understands your concerns who understand that where are you coming from and have maybe don't have the similar wavelength but at least are not forcing you in a certain direction right i would i, I mean see their their job is to guide you but still this money is yours so i cannot force you to to uh, lock it in for 20 years let's say when you are not comfortable right? right so i think it has to be like what uh, madhvesh has said it has to be a collaborative work 
because it's going to be a long journey so you must like that person also because investment especially it's a lot of servicing like for me i have to you know review my client's portfolio every quarterly or sometimes half yearly depending on how the portfolio is so it's you i will be meeting them or they will be meeting them very often so we should like each other it should not be like oh my god now i have to see this person right so one thing is that you must like that person then comes their philosophy about money how they think about wealth does it match with your you know concepts of wealth and philosophy or philosophy or not third yeah. are they adding any value to your portfolio or even yeah i mean like for instance i at least for me i do a lot of research i am genuinely interested in investments and like you know researching about industries how the market is going and macroeconomy in general so are they bringing you that kind of information like every meeting that they uh, every time you meet them are they adding any value in that front at least like you know giving you some kind of extra bits where the economy is going where the how the interest rates are going to move up and down so all this they should be also keep they should be on their toes so mm-hmm. this these are the certain few things that one must look at you know, before like jumping into you know signing anything yeah so it would be fair to say that it's almost like a like a matchmaking kind of a situation right you have to talk to a few people before you will be able to actually identify one that is most suitable and yeah. it's not so much the case that whether someone is a good advisor or not it's more like do the client and the advisor have a mutual fit in terms of all the things that you mentioned they like each other they have like a clear perspective on money and wealth and investments and they have that sort of matching wavelength if i may call it and then you kind of yeah. head with that relationship and hopefully that works out over the long term and you obviously you need to yeah, evaluate exactly. performance and that kind of stuff right exactly yes that's one way to i mean you rightly put very nicely put it that it's it's a uh, combination of all those things but i would also say like you know people go around a lot shop a lot mm-hmm. clients also like you know <laughs> for me like what i've seen like people shop around a lot okay. what happens after that is they go into this analysis paralysis situation where they end up with nothing mm-hmm. and they are not able to make any decision so it's also has to be some kind of faith leap of faith that you have to take with one per- one person so not that person will not be like a will know everything but at least if they are meeting your 70% of your expectation you know you just go with them and see like experiment you need to experiment like just how you do with your stocks so you need yeah. to like <laughs> do a little bit of experiment here makes sense and is there a resource that is available where you know a everyday person like myself might be able to see who are like 50 to 100 advisors that are there in singapore and then i can maybe read up a little bit about them and then i shortlist that okay these are the people that i want to talk to are there resources like this available unfortunately no mm. Mm, there is no like a list of advisors that you can find but like for instance if you want to particularly check one advisor mm. you can go on of check on their credentials not much more but just credentials as to what are they licensed for then you can go on mas website and check on you know their name and you'll see 
where they are working so basically it's kind of a due diligence okay, uh, you know on on the on the advisor you can see what exams they have taken what are they licensed to do in singapore but that's about it other everything else you need to uh, kind of research on your own okay makes sense so i think like just general google it or use linkedin so those would be the places to try and find uh, yeah. list of those and then you can kind of shortlist based on your own criteria and then start reaching out to them yeah got it okay i have one question here i madhesh go yeah yeah well understood in terms of like how how difficult it is to find the right advisor but in terms of numbers are there anything that we need to look out for which will help us to compare let's say a couple of advisors uh, advisors like is it in terms of their portfolio value or the number of clients they service in a particular area etc see i mean of course if they have you know an x number of experience in a particular industry they, that could be you know work in this industry because most like lot of retention rate in this industry is really high right so if let's say if somebody is working in this industry for the past 20 years so imagine like they must be really resilient in that sense but i'm not sure would that be an indication of or an indicator of how good they are because at that point of time imagine somebody with 20 years of experience would also have a portfolio of about 1000 clients so how well they can monitor your portfolio is also kind of questionable here mm. so again i it, it's it's a very gray area in that sense again you have to go by your gut and maybe referral would be something that is rather more reliable technique rather than going by yourself you know if somebody has right, has, yeah, has an advisor yeah. and then yeah and then if you're hearing good things about that advisor of that advisor then you can just go ahead with them makes sense got it so i think it's safe to say that you have to try out a few talking to a few different people before you can finally find someone who you're comfortable with uh, and a referral right, and as it does in i guess college. also i guess like for instance you can also do some something just top of my mind here is that i create lot of model portfolios right for my clients before when while when i'm talking to them i show them a basket of mutual funds based on their you know time horizon risk appetite and all that and how it has performed the portfolios performed in the last 10 years and all that so all these you know things can also come into play like for instance i have also spoken to advisors before i got into this field in singapore and i haven't seen anything like that before like just a model portfolio or a simulation of some kind or showing me like you know why am i choosing this industry versus that or let's say tech mein hi let's say technology mein hi there are multiple mutual funds but why am i going with this and not that so right. question that so you have to really question your advisors uh, you know choice and i mean if they are giving you that upfront then you have to really value it right got it yeah i think that's a that's a very interesting tip that's something i definitely do when i engage with like i i do engage with an advisor in india basically the approach i follow like i will question every single thing he tells me and then yeah the good thing is he is always able to convince me with his logic which is why i have been working with him for several years so but yes i have seen the power of that approach
before we move on to another topic last advisor wala question hmm. and this is just out of curiosity i don't think there is a right answer but aditi as rohit mentioned he has a advisor in india i have hmm. one in india and of course you are based in singapore the question is ki what are the advantages or disadvantages of working with someone in hmm. india as opposed to working in with the advisor who's not in india so i also have an advisor in india see okay. first wow. thing is no no nobody can manage their even i can't manage my own portfolio fully i need hmm. to automate some part of it or outsource it to somebody right because i'm not like trading on everyday basis and for to be honest like i have not researched on india mutual funds uh investment is really vast field so if you are bringing performance you better be expert in particular market or you kind of you have to give your you know full time in researching different market sectors and all that so it takes up a lot of your time yeah. right so india thing that's why i have kind of outsourced it to somebody because i am not able to do that here as well sorry so your question was whether it's uh, it's it's better to have an advisor or what are the pros and cons of having an advisor or not right in india versus in a foreign country correct any as um, as a nri uh, hmm. do we have two advisors one in india one abroad yeah assuming that our portfolio is split across the two places or across multiple geographies yeah fir we just focus on one No I think you definitely should have a have two advisors because the India one would not be very much familiar with the offshore markets and offshore mutual funds like how I am not familiar with India mutual funds I am aware of India ka uh, economy and everything right macro economy of India I know but mm-hmm. what mutual funds to choose I don't know that right so similarly uh, I know offshore wise which mutual funds to go for and that's why i think that's why i said like just tying up a uh, tying to the earlier thing that i said that you need to have advisor who knows their shit like uh, if they are in singapore they should know which markets to you know go go for which mutual funds to go for so it definitely makes sense to have an advisor here as well second mm-hmm. point is for nris singapore has you know different so they so nris here would have different concerns right so firstly currency depreciation is something that people should look into now yeah. an advisor back in india would not be able to guide you on that they would of course say ki are you know just put it in india market but if uh, an advisor here i would always recommend you to keep your dollars here and have a portfolio here just to also kind of diversify your portfolio outside india abhi aap socho like all your wealth if you are putting in india your yeah. concentration risk is so high Like, so you yeah. need to also kind of diversify to other geographies other sectors which your india advisor would not be able to advise you on so currency mm-hmm. risk that i mentioned that that comes into play the offshore options also come into play third thing i will tell you something which is very specific to a certain segment of nris look like some nris like indians who have become citizens here right in singapore mm-hmm. now the pop, uh, in most probability they will go back to india at some point in time like maybe after retirement 50 60 ke baad they will go back to india like most indians have that thing that you know they will retire back in india but 
imagine like they are Singapore citizens. Something mm-hmm. happens to them, and if they have not written any will, mm-hmm. so Singapore may after you die, all your asset, including your investments, your bank accounts, everything gets seized and it gets distributed by the government under the it's called inter-state law, succession law. So you have to agar plan it out with your financial advisor. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. This is the end of part one of the episode with Aditi. We will continue next week with part two. Thank you for listening in and stay tuned.